Hey, this is Chris Foreman, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can feel them around you now, just giving us a warm hug. Ooh, I feel it. It's warm. They're a group of cuddle bugs, except for maybe two. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. He sat there all alone with the biggest mofo mittens and proving once and for all that Bernie Sanders' memes can be audio as well as visual. It's Norin Rad. Beautiful. Beautiful. He looks so cozy, though. I mean, I will say this. He did look comfortable. He... You know, and it's cold out there, man. It's January in Washington, D.C. Well, it's January on the East Coast, full stop, but yeah. Yeah, it started snowing. Poor um, guy. But um, but yeah, I was I was I was. Uh, it's it's one thing that's brought utter joy to the internet this week. Is oh Bernie yeah, memes. finally. Hashtag finally. Bernie memes. Uh, <laughs> I even did one so for our podcast. Cute, We've got an episode coming I saw up. That. I was cracking interview. up. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I saw you in your tux. I was like, that was a good picture to pick. <laughs> I spent more time than was healthy working on that. And my wife just started like, <laughs> and rolled her eyes. Um, but no, there are some incredibly good ones out there. Um, yeah. It, it, it really is. <laughs> They're great. It's just one a of lot them, of fun. One of them, literally, I snorted coffee all over my five-year-old as she was having her breakfast. <laughs> and we, had to wash, we had to wash her hair afterwards. Uh, my wife was not best pleased. So anyway. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Hello. It's just the two of us this week. It's just the two of us. It's just uh, the two of us. It's been quite a start to the year, isn't it? Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. So, Uncle Bill. Um, huh? We had Uncle Bill as our first episode. We had Uncle Bill, which was crazy. Uncle Bill. He was a trip. He and was then, the best, man. And then Travis. Travis was fun. Travis was fun. So cool to hear about all those sets and everything coming out. The brand master. Brand master. Brand. I'm so on brand. That's actually how he spoke when he was not on air. Um, so yeah, Travis. he puts up a real performance, but he talks like a dungeon master. So it just makes and looks sense. like one with his. <laughs> with I love his beard. beard. I'm not gonna oh. lie. That that is the craziest before and after I've ever that seen. Was, and I thought it looked good. Scanlon's plague beard was good, but that. I know, yeah. Peter was distinguished. You know, Travis had the whole like persona going thing. Well, yeah, not 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 yeah. not poking poking sticks at Travis, but Peter's in education. He's an educator. Was Travis an educator. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's weigh those out, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, the wonderful Bob Budiansky last week. Ah, so cool. Uncle Bill and Uncle Bob. He was nice, man. So yeah. He was a lot, he was a trip, but it was he crazy was, to hear about it was crazy to hear that he was really one of the main figures to kind of give us Marvel trading cards. Yeah. You know, including stats, facts, all the stuff that kind of continues today as a tradition and callback to those beautiful cards. He was Absolutely. the person who, you know, kind of grandfathered that in. Mm. 
and, and what's what's interesting to me having spoken we spoke to him and we spoke to obviously ken baroff who who bob worked very closely it was great on those sets and uh, and of course this should be the case so we, we we kind of approach it as like oh yeah you know brilliant you know this is fantastic this is wonderful and they're like eh, we were just doing our jobs you know and they, of course they didn't have the benefit yeah i know you know they couldn't see cracks years down the road and and realize no. how kind of they were just having loved. fun coming up being inventive and and getting paid at the end of it was work for them so um yeah, yeah it's, it's very interesting but anyway it's just us How have you been how's your year going i've been great been good just you know we're looking at houses to rent to uh, get out of this apartment complex. So we're in the middle of that. Um, so I'm actually boxing up some collectibles I don't want to get damaged. I got my little card box, my Pelican case over here. Nice. So I've just been organizing, going through things, selling, you know, you, you know, it's, I mean, everyone does this, right? You can start looking at your collection. I've dabbled into a few other things, pops, you know, statues things like that uh video games stuff like that but um you know just kind of getting a hold of what i want to do with my collection how i want to display it so i'm selling all the stuff that don't fit fair enough doesn't fit the the parameters anymore that's that that's perfectly fair enough and we all we all we all i I did say this once before do you remember when i i i had a little um downsize of my black cat sketch collection i've done it twice in the past two years and the first time yeah that was smart i remember i remember i I i remember i remember i posted and my wording went something to the effect of much like a 70s bush it needs trimming from time to time But you've got to do it. 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 Anyway, I have a feeling. I, I disagree. I'm all natural, man. I, okay. I think I've just. I'm just saying. Audience. And for the other half, I salute you. Uh, <laughs> They're like, well, there goes MCC Pod. There Boop. goes. There goes. Yes, Apple were like, nope. <laughs> Press the red button. Um, but um, oh god! But you have been on a bit of an adventure, and I know that you guested yes. on our friend Greg's Rebel Base Card podcast. Ah, and I haven't heard all of that episode yet because I think you recorded it just yes. after Mandalorian season two had um, had finished. And um, so I sat down, and uh, you know, I'm I, I think, was at that point only on episode two of that season, and uh, so I sat down to yeah, you were behind for sure. Yeah, I sat down, there and you know, we've caught up. I finished it like two two days ago. You finished it, yeah? Yeah, we finished it. Yeah. Um, but um, so I sat down, and bearing in mind at the point when I sat down to listen to it, I was sitting here, and um, you and uh, Greg were having a wonderful conversation. I was looking forward to hearing about all your adventures with the Mandalorian because I know you've been going on adventures, which is what I want to talk about in a moment. And <laughs> then Greg drops a spoiler for the last episode. <laughs> and I'm like, damn you, Greg. Mother. <laughs> and mother <laughs> i actually broke something i was so pissed off <laughs> i broke something up there i can't remember it was now i think i might have put it in the bin um but um but i was i was so and i was like i was like ah oh. and then oh and God. Then, uh, yeah it's, you were just having a chat and i think it was it was, it was cool it's fine yeah. what a trip and I didn't. I didn't want to make Greg feel bad at all. So, but I was just like, I can't listen to this. Well, it's funny too because I don't think a lot of people know this, but like 
you got the Mandalorian much later than U.S. Season citizens. One. Yeah, see, well, season one we did because Disney Plus didn't launch in the U.K. for about four months after it did in the U.S. Okay, that's right. So, so did you, you get season two no around excuse. the same time we did? Uh, yeah, exactly the same time because Disney Plus is is launched in the U.K. However, we don't have Disney Plus. So I have to acquire the episodes by other nefarious and Oh, that's why it takes you longer. Right, right. Well, right, right. there's that, but there's also the fact that because I'm watching it, the only time I've got to watch stuff is when I sit down with my wife of an evening and we've usually got a couple of things on the go. So right, we right. Things to finish, then we can start something else. And yada, yada, yada. So um, anyway, so I have now finished so Mandalorian funny. season two. So um, we are briefly that's great. Talk about it. So for anyone who hasn't, yeah. and it's a month post watch, but I think there's, I don't think we're quite out the statute of limitations because people might have watched, not have watched it yet. Um, we are going to talk about spoilers for about the next 10 minutes. Oh, we are? Yeah, we are. Okay. Because I want to get in. Okay, it. I'm in. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about Marvel cards. Um, so fast forward 10 minutes from now, people. Okay? If you don't want to hear spoilers for the end of Mandalorian Season 2. So at the point I stopped, Greg said, Luke. <laughs> As in, you know, because Luke Skywalker shows up in the last episode. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, uh, I was like, ah, uh, damn. And I was like, oh, my internet that's connection a bad is apparently one. unstable. Oh dear. Well, we'll press on. You came back. Not Did much disappeared. Well, yeah, yeah. Not much disappeared because the audio is recording locally at this end. So. Oh, okay. So perfect. Yeah. Well, damn, that's a horrible thing to hear on the podcast. Shit. Yeah. And and then I read somewhere else online. Um, it was it was just a passing comment on Twitter because I have to be on Twitter. I can't just avoid Twitter, especially for weeks. Yeah, that's end, right. Because I'm doing promo for the podcast. So yeah. so I'm on there, and someone says something about the Razor Quest just being a splash in the dirt. And of course, the Razor Quest got destroyed in episode six, which <laughs> is Mandalorian ship. Yeah, I mean, no coming back from that. It is it, no, you know, it's obliviate. Yeah, uh, it's gone. Um, which uh, makes me wonder what he's going to fly next season. In fact, it makes me wonder what the next season is going to be because it's definitely um it, yeah it's ended in a way that's um considerably puts it on a different tangent shall we say um in terms of the what do you mean stories. well because the 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 mandalorian the whole journey has been about him and the child yeah and, yeah yeah so it and, looks and, and the child yeah, so... went with luke yeah luke came yeah. and got him i think came and gone came and gone honestly i mean i think it's really interesting to see what's going to happen to the mandalorian i think he's definitely dinjarin is definitely going to be wrapped up in the middle of the whole like dark saber uh quest with bo katan and i think you know that journey will continue off in that direction of yeah. you know in a way saving mandalore or whatever um, he's gonna have his own series yeah, so basically, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do. But basically, so now the Mandalorian season two ends. We go into the book of Boba Fett. And then Mandalorian season three doesn't come back until 2022. <gasps> I didn't know this. Yeah, see, I wasn't oh. sure. Yeah, so okay. yeah, so the, basically they're taking a break. So we won't get season three, which I think it won't be like a season three of Mando. I think it'll be like the larger quest for the Darksaber Mandalore thing. Oh. So you know how like Disney Plus announced all those different um, shows that they're going to yeah. do? Yeah. So I think they're going to uh, com- um, 
what's the word? They're all going to come to a final crescendo type of thing, oh, similar to yeah. like Avengers Endgame or whatever. So I think we're all moving towards this bigger thing. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that, that's, I think that's looks, where we're, I think that's yeah. where Disney Plus is heading with that. It looks like we're probably going to get an Ashoka, For sure. whatever her name was, because I I'm, I'm, wasn't aware of that character because I don't watch any of the animated Star Wars. Oh, yeah, she's, she's great. So, um, she's so I, mean, my, yeah. my one and only experience ever is from that Mandal- Mandalorian episode um, played by, um, oh, who plays her? Rosario. Oh, I love Rosario. Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Oh, she's wonderful, man. She was at the inauguration. How crazy was, was that? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, she's cool. dating. Uh, oh, God. What's the senator's name? Nice guy. I forget his name now, but she's she's dating him or engaged him or whatever. So oh, wow. we had a Jedi sitting on, <laughs> sitting on stage. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, it was pretty well, cool. But well, she's she was been going out with Danny Boyle, the movie, the English movie director for a fair bit of time yeah that's right i thought so too but then i saw her and i was like wow but um no she's great too man she's in she's in a bunch of great movies um but yeah she's she's gonna uphold that mantle but ahsoka ahsoka i think i'm pronouncing it right she's like the luke anakin she's like luke not anakin she's like luke skywalker for the whole like um clone wars type of thing like she's like she's like she was anakin's apprentice that's how you were introduced to her in um clone wars so then yeah so she goes on her own journey to find this really bad dude this imperial bad dude um i forget his name he's like an imperial general but he's like one of the that's it yeah okay I've heard of him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Blue guy. Blue, big, 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 big tall blue guy. I don't remember. But that's yeah, that's funny. his name. <laughs> I, know. I know. He looks very different. So hopefully not. Um, going on. But I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it, man. Cool. I'm really stoked. And so then Obi-Wan. I fell down the Mandalorian heart. Well, Obi-Wan, my favorite Jedi. I know. That's well, going to be crazy. Talk to me then about your, because we're bringing it back to cards now. Yes, please. Tell me about what you've been doing with Mandalorian. Forgive me if you put this on Greg's podcast. But. No, 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 no. Please, no, no. Okay, so all right, so here we go. And this is a good conversation for Marvel card guys and and ladies. Um, okay, so when you do cards, you run the risk of falling into other IPs and cards. <laughs> Ian and I have done this many and many a time. Holding up his NFL Ian's got cards. into Lost. Now he's into football. Yeah. Oh, God. So here's the thing that happens to many car collectors. I'm sure everyone can sympathize with me on this on the show uh, out there in the audience. For me, I saw The Mandalorian. I was like, holy hell, this is amazing. I finally got like my Boba Fett character, but he's a good guy. So I'm ready to go. Um, I fell madly in love with the character. So I was like, you know what? I do want to do the car thing. Let me do the car thing. So I started. So tops now which is on top site, they release cards sometimes. And what they did for the first time was release a Mando trailer set. So they did like a Skywalker trailer set, which Ian and I heard about from Greg. Anyway, so that was the gateway drug. So <laughs> you, you, you suck, Greg. Anyway, so then that got me into there. Yeah. And I went ahead and went into the trailer and season one. I didn't buy any, any of the autos because I was waiting for the Pedro the Mandalorian actor mm. um, to pop up, which he never did. So then I had that set 
And then I kept going, right? And then season one cards started coming out. I got all those. I got my little rainbow. And then I found Masterworks, which is basically the equivalent of Masterpieces, which is my bread and butter. Right. I love Marvel Masterpieces. That's my favorite set, um, favorite series of cards. And it's the one I tend to invest more of my time and my PC too. So for me, and we're going to get later into this conversation, so I won't jump too far ahead. But for me, because I don't have a lot of money, I have to kind of choose where I lay my PC into because yeah, PC is yeah. PC, right? PC you don't yeah. sell. And I really don't sell my PC. You know what I mean? Like when there are things I'm absolutely madly in love with, I just don't sell them. I keep them as long as I can keep them for and all this stuff, unless tragedy or something happens. But I tend to keep all my PC stuff, like the surfer stuff. No one's ever going to come up to me and give me money for surfer. That's never going to happen. That That's in this case over here, the plates, the amount of money I've spent on that, that's always going to be here, right? That's why I won't buy yeah. the Silver Surf, Surfer Red Spectrum MM16 because that's like three grand and yeah. I am not willing to pay, pay three grand for something and stick it in a box. I'm with you. Sorry, that's just not what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found Masterworks and I was like, oh God, like it had the quality, the cardstock, the photo, it had the rainbows, it had the printing plates. And I was really excited. So it's a higher price point. And those are the piece, those are the products I like the most is the higher premium ones. It's just my taste. It's just the way I collect. So I found that and I went hard, hard into that stuff. I was able to actually get a Pedro Pasquale um, autograph card silver frame and that's out of five so star wars masterworks so and that's the first set he signed for in terms of it being masterworks that's the first masterworks set he signed for and that's the act of the so i was able, yeah yes yes so i was able to get his signature which i'm really grateful for because those things just do not exist and i got it for a price that was much lower than it would be if it hit eBay and stuff like that. I was able to trade some of my Pokemon graded cards and some other stuff and did a cash offer. And the guy was really nice. He lives in Canada, super sweet dude. And I was able to lock it down and so be it. And then I got a sketch card as well. That's by uh, Carlos Caballero. I think is how you say his name. Um, Pretty much one of the better, best artists in my opinion in terms of the Star Wars sketch cards. So I was able to lock two, my my two grails, my two hunting objectives for that set for having my little Mando display. You know what I mean? I got really dorky and bought the Hasbro Pulse helmet. I don't care. Oh. I don't care what anybody says. I got a Mando helmet. And you know hey. what? I am going to wear it around. Good. I don't care because I'm excited. Well, then you um, comply with so, the mask mandate. See? It there counts. you go. I'm social distancing And being a bounty hunter. So suck it. So I have that. And then I have the two cards. So I kind of had that display in my mind. I showed you in my drafts of like what I was writing down and what I wanted my little checklist to be. So I got it. And that was the end of it. So now I'm selling off the other things that were the stuff that I kind of tumbled into to get to where I'm at with the Mando collecting. So now I kind of, that's, well, that's a long story short, but I think that happened over the course of, well, that's oh my happened. God. Kind of, it was basically December and first of January. <gasps> oh no! But that's what I'm saying. You've done all of that since the last time we had a, just the two of us recording. 
Oh because, my God, what's wrong because, with me? Because you went in hard, you've missed a step. Because as well as, so you were buying the chapter sets from. Oh God, you're right. They were doing chapter <laughs> sets. Did you do the chapter sets for season two? You know what? I didn't because, and the real reason was. I got the first chapter sets and you know me, I'm not a set collector. I was excited. I glad I got them. I really am, but I'm just not a set collector. I don't know what it is. I like to see my cards in the magnetic holders out and about and boom. So when I was looking it over, I was like, I was like, Oh man, if I do, if I deep dive into season two, that means I have to deep dive into season three. And I really, really don't want to be in that. You know what I mean? I don't want. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of having a full binder of all those cards. It's just not me. I, I've mm-hmm. tried multiple times. You know, poor Ian sees me keep trying to do sets. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. I can't. I just can't keep them and 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 have them in binders. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe one day. But yeah, so that that was doing that for a long time, um, and then and then Mandalorian. Yeah, in December is when out. they. Yeah. Mandalorian season one set. Right. So then I got a rainbow for that. Yeah. So Tell me about that. And I rainbowed that very quickly, um, which I do want to keep. I keep, I got that, offers. I thought to, that was going to be sell. part of your display because you, you literally do have uh, one particular card. And, and I, I, that I think you should keep because you've got one of those. So for people who don't know, what's the really limited one of that rainbow? So. So basically what happens with Star Wars stuff, since it's a cinematic release similar to the MCU, what they do is that every time a new show comes out, they have a card set for the show, right? So when Yoda was first appearing, they had Journey of the Child, and it's like a 35 card set where you can just buy all the cards in one box, you get a couple of parallels, and you got Yoda pretty much everywhere. Then when the Mandalorian, that's the baby Yoda, so that's uh, Grogu. So then, Jesus, I'm such a dork, but I love it. And then Mandalorian season one came out and the set for the card set for that show came out. And basically there's tons of variants. Uh, They even have a Pedro Pascal auto, but it's, um, it's sticker. And the crazy thing about that auto is that they only have the one of one and four plates. So only five of his cards are in that whole thing. Wow. Okay. And I think two plates have been discovered. So there's still three hanging out there somewhere. Um, you know, so people are still buying those boxes and cases. This is why they're expensive. So if you do look on the show and you are interested in buying the stuff, seeing that they're 150 when they were released for 100 bucks or 70 or 80 bucks, the reason the price is there is because there's only five of those cards in there and everyone's still hunting him. And this is Mandalorian season one, which came with a with a Mando head tin. So yes, yep, yep. so you had a hobby box, which thank you. You had a hobby box, which was a tin, which is why I got one. Um, I got a Mando sketch in mine by Tim Shin, uh, which I really like. But the tin is a hobby exclusive, so you can get that at card stores. And then the ones you can get at Target and Walmart were 10 packs. They were called blister boxes. And those boxes, basically, it's kind of what you were doing with Skywalker, with Rise of Skywalker, I think it was, Ian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you can get that at Target, Walmart, and stuff. Now, the difference primarily is that in the hobby box, you're guaranteed either a sketch card or an auto. In the blister box, you're not guaranteed anything, but you get 10 packs instead of the seven that come in a hobby box. Okay. It's nice. It's a nice give and take. I mean, I've experienced both ends of it now, and and you know, I really do like that about tops because there is a way of like set collecting without having to like 
like we're going to actually talk about this in the show about card spec and like our ideas of getting a good card and a box and all this other stuff, you know, and I think a nice little compromise there is you get more packs, but you're not guaranteed to hit while people who spend the premium price on a hobby box get the hit and not as many cards. It's kind of a cool little compromise. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely living for it. I'm pretty, pretty impressed by that arrangement actually. But yeah, so I got the rainbow for there, you know, trying to hit the auto because I didn't really understand what masterworks was. You know what I mean? And like I said before, I don't have a lot of cash to invest into this stuff. Most people can crack cases. I'm never going to be able to crack cases like people and hunt for things. I just don't, just not going to be able to do it. Um, So anyway, yeah, so I did that. So I got there and then Masterworks was announced and then Mando was in Masterworks and his signature on card. So then it hit just start ticking boxes for me. And then when I started getting the set, I was like, ah, shit, I'm going to have to, gonna have to go into this. <laughs> so what's but, the yeah, I can't believe that. Mando Rainbow. Tell me. Right. And that. I totally neglected to forget the whole thing. The reason why we started this. So here's the things about the variants for the um, Mando season one. There are two one of ones. There's the one of one that's just on a black card. Right. It just has a black border. So these cinema cards are horizontal and around the card, you have a particular color scheme. So you have white, blue, purple. uh, I think it's red, something gold. Right. And it goes from ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like ninety nine, fifty, ten. And then you get a black, which is a one of one. And now the really thing that was special about the hobby boxes exclusive to the hobby boxes were the Beskar variant. Now the Beskar variant is kind of like your metallurgy for MM2020. They're just as thick. I've compared them actually because uh, someone sent me a metallurgy to sell for them because they live somewhere else like nice. a while ago. So I was finally able to see one some time ago now, but I was able to compare it. They're nice and heavy. It's really cool, but it basically looks like the base card front and back printed on metal. And that's another big difference we should be aware of with some printing plates for masterworks. Um, Plates and masterworks, printing plates, don't have a metal back and a sticker. They actually have the same back as the base card. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? I'll show you one. But yeah, so they have the same back as a base card. So they don't do the sticker metal thing. They actually print the back of the card on the metal. But it looks wow. great. Okay. Yeah. So Norin has, 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 has left his microphone. I am right here. And he's gone to I get it right all here. out of his. Is, so are you going into your um, Pelican case? Does the um, Mando stuff live in the same case as the Surfer? You know what? It does. Kind of like my spot rainbow. Like I have a little section for my one offs on what yeah, I yeah, went yeah. for. Yeah. So I have my spot rainbow and I have my Mando rainbow. But see, you see this? Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So that's the plate. So I'm holding up to Ian the base card of Masterworks, as well as a printing plate of Mando, the magenta. And one is one of one and one's just a regular base. And what card number but is But the printing plate has the same backing. What card number is Number that? one. So you went for number, card one. number one and you rainbowed card number one. I don't have the gold yet or the orange 10 because it hasn't popped. But you can get those. You've got the so. one of ones. That's the main thing. Yeah, so I have a printing plate, which is a one of one. So I have a one of one. If I don't get the gold, I don't get the gold. I can live with that because I rather have, and this is my preference, of course, 
I rather have a printing plate as a one of one than just a color variant. That's a one of one. I don't know. That's my, that's my thing. But what I am missing is the orange 10, but yeah, so I rainbowed this missing the orange 10, uh, a sketch booklet by Carlos and the silver frame auto. Um, So Mando Pedro Pascal only did the wood variants, which is out of 10. He only signed the wood variant out of 10, which is on card, the silver frame, which is out of five, which looks my four, which looks really nice. The four um, printing plates, which two or three have popped up and sold. That's from season one. And then, a, no, this is the masterworks. Oh, okay. I didn't realize the printing plates were in um, masterworks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they have printing plates and masterworks and the season one thing. And the season one thing, it's a printing plate with a sticker and masterworks. There's printing plates that are horizontal, like the autograph card with a signature on plate. Oh, okay. So it's not so a there sticker. was a signature in Mando season one. It just happens to be a sticker on the plate. Right. And there's only five cards in Mando season one that had sticker autograph. And then masterworks was the first time you had a card. Yeah. Was the first time you had a card that you can pull out of a pack with signature on card. So it gets really deep people. When you do these kind of things, best thing you can do honestly is to look at the year prior. You look at the year prior, you look at eBay sales, you see what people were into, what what's still looking good to people and what you're going to like the most in terms of aesthetic to the set. And then you kind of join a group and people were kind of mean to me a little bit in that group here and there. I will say that. You know what I mean? I think they were like, cause I'm, I'm, I think they were a little upset that people were coming into the star Wars world just because they were fans of Mando. Yeah. <laughs> but I can equate it to, you know, some of the reaction to the new people that came into MMC when magic. Yeah. Um, when um, yeah. Dave Palumbo's um, uh, set was released, uh, masterpieces. Uh, yeah. Masterpieces. So I almost said masterworks then, cause I'm, I'm cro- we're crossing the streams here. Masterworks. Masterworks. <laughs> Um, crossing the streams that sounds that sounds amazing um and i know because it's hilarious because you really haven't been around that much (laughs) you're like no one's off on a side quest no it's one of those cats that leads you off on a side quest you know (laughs) (laughs) well it's true because you know i didn't go into mm 2020 i went into mm 18 hard and still i'm madly in love with that set i didn't go into 2020 as hard and um I kind of was leaving me kind of like not being able to do anything. Um, But I was watching Mando and I was like, Oh God, do I want to do this? I remember talking to Ian and I was like, Ian, do I go down this road? Do I not go down this road? But, but it's nice though. Like I made the parameter for myself. I was able to grab what I need to grab. I sold things to make up for it. Nothing for my PC. And you know, now I'm just hanging out here. You were doing really well. Well, Yeah, I lucked out. I, t- I tell oh you what's God. interesting. I've I've gone after the um, vintage collection action figures, the Mandalorian ones, which is crazy. Oh God, this looks so uh, cool! But yeah, that's what I've gone after. So which cool. is why I was saying to you, you should get one of those just to go in the middle of your your. Display. I'm going to. Um, but I'm definitely are, am. They are beautiful, and I've, yeah, I've, they've only released about maybe ten, and I think I've got about half of them so far. So yeah. Wow. More due to come out, but I love that old stuff. You know what? Someone did. There's a sketch artist. I don't know if he does Marvel cards, Ali Sherman. I don't know. I'm, I'll find his name for us, but he actually did the sketch card in a way where it like shows the, um, it's like a corner of what those boxes come in. Those old action oh, figures, nice. the vintage, you know, yeah, those yeah. silver borders. Yeah. 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 
So he put the silver borders in the card and then sketched the figure as it as it appears on the back cardstock of the oh, action figure. Amazing. No, it's really cool. That's like really I, cool. I think yeah, I, yeah. I haven't got an AP in a long time, but I might ask him to do a Mando oh. one because he didn't do a Mando one That's pack. Exciting. But it's really cool. Like it's really smart. It's like I, really really cool. I um. Listen, we've 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 gone on a journey. Uh, the one the, the last thing I'll say about Star Wars, and then we'll get back to Marvel cards, and we'll segue with our artist intro in a moment, is that uh, my daughter has started watching Star Wars. She's five, and we've been so doing adorable. one a week. Um, I was a bit nervous about it because she used to be so scared of giant size. Well, not giant size. Giant size to her, life size uh, Darth Vader couple cutouts in stools. Mm. She was two or three that she wouldn't go down the aisle. She was scared, Aww. but she's kind of got to the point where she's like, you know, she's in, she's into it. And so we watched Star Wars, and I've, I've, I've got the only DVD release of the original 1977. There was a release that had a bonus disc, mm-hmm. um, and it was the only time they've released in digital format, apart from maybe the Laserdisc that came out. Um, yep. The original before Lucas started fucking with it um yep and so I, I i was having a watch though so we did we did episode four because you've got to do it in that order episode you have to have to um and she she wasn't entirely sure what was going on she's not still not quite sure about chewbacca um <laughs> and then uh empire strikes back i told her there was loads of snow so she got quite excited so we did that the following saturday and we got some popcorn and we sat down and watched it <laughs> Um, oh. And at the end, where there's and this one, this isn't a spoiler because it's thirty years ago, um, forty <laughs> years ago, even crikey, um, where Darth Vader says to Luke that he's his father. She just turned to me like this, open mouth, and went, "That's his daddy." <laughs> and I said, well, "It's his father. I don't think he's ever been his dad." <laughs> Because there is a difference. Uh, one, he hasn't been around for that. Yeah, one is but the work of a moment. The other one is is a lot of work. Um, so, work of a moment. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Um, and then and then Return of the Jedi. Cool. She loves the Ewoks. Um, and she was she she kind of already. Yeah, I'd given her some hints just to make it a bit more easier for her to have a hook, and so she knew that Darth Vader was going to become a good at the end. Is he a bad? And that's the one thing. She hasn't got a clue what the uniforms are. So every, every single, I mean, she's talking through the whole film. Is he a good? Are they the bads? She goes, anyway. Um, so we did Phantom Menace yesterday. <coughs> she hadn't got a clue what was going on. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. So was, this was, is, this yeah. is the test. Did she like it? Uh, she, she did because she wants Darth, she wants to see Darth Vader as a little boy. Right. That was the hook, you know. The next one, Darth Vader was a little boy. Um, she doesn't really connect with or remember. I said, do you remember Obi-Wan Kenobi? She said, no. Who's that? I said, well, that's him when he's young. <laughs> she was like, I've got a clue. Anyway. I so, just, so, question of the hour. Question of the hour. Go on. What did she think about Jar Jar Binks? Uh, she's kind of, she thought it was funny, but she's kind of like, Neither here nor there. I mean, she, she, she'll pick up more on repeated viewings. And the beauty of it is, I get to rewatch. I haven't seen Phantom Menace for over ten years, 
So it's the first time. I've yeah, I, saw, I re-saw it too recently. Funny uh, enough, when you said you were doing this with, with your daughter, yeah. I kind of rewatched him myself. And then Attack Funny of the enough. Clones, I haven't seen since cinema. So there'll be that. And nor Revenge of the Sith. So mm-hmm. these are going to be like first time in almost 20 years I've watched those. Yeah. The only thing is Revenge of the Sith is the one that's a, in the UK. Our movie certificate ratings are different to yours. But um, so Phantom Menace is a U, so suitable for all. Um, Attack of the Clones is a PG, which is parental guidance. And then uh, Revenge of the Sith is a 12. So no one had to talk. Whoa. So yeah. That's a big one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how she does with the next one. And yeah. We'll, we'll see, and then of course I, yeah, get re- like, I get to rewatch the um, sequel trilogy, um, <clears throat> and then of course um, I'm going to go back and find uh, Ewoks Caravan of Courage and um, Escape to Endor or whatever they're called. <laughs> I'm going to go and find those. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we, we're doing it anyway. So I'm, I'm oh, that's I'm, adorable. I'm on that quest. So um, before we before we jump into what we were going to talk about, we spent an hour talking about Star Wars. Um, I want to talk about our intro artist, Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. You can find Chris Foreman. Uh, should we just say Chris Foreman to each other for the next half hour? I'm down. Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. No, Chris Foreman. Chris Foreman. It's not Ian, Malkovich, please. Malkovich, Malkovich, isn't it? <laughs> It's Chris Foreman. Okay. okay. God. All right. <laughs> but Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Um, so in this episode of being Chris Foreman, uh, you can go to his Instagram feed <laughs> at Chris Foreman artist. Um, and Foreman is spelled uh, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. Um, and you can see all sorts of um, um, high intensity shizzle. I'm hoping no one you're looking Shizzle. at at the same time. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So you scroll down his Instagram feed. There's all sorts of gorgeous stuff on there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Jane Silent Bob. That's hilarious. Um, and he's, he's got he's got some cool stuff on there. He's got Back to the Future Lego. On his I've Instagram always liked feed. this stuff. <gasps> look at that. Back to the Future Lego. Sorry, you're not. I know that actually looks really, really cool. So, um, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at it. Are you, are you looking at it? All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With right. Doc. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at him. Doc and Marty. Yeah. Um, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. He's got some pretty good cover work there. His um, his sketch card. Cover. Yeah. Um, well, uh, cards. He's is that what set. is this? Hero Ac- uh, um The anime Hero Academia. Is that it? Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, but oh, that juggernaut the- is amazing. Yeah, I'm just getting to that. Um, so that's an X Men cover that he's done. Juggernaut. That is that is really good. He was on Masterpieces 2020. Um, That's right. I know he's been on an enormous number of other sets, including Premiere, because look, there's a Premiere uh, Wolverine, and that's that's done in the style of Danger Future Past cover. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, I love that. In fact, he's, he's, yeah, he's a recreation of just that little section there. That's really cool. I love that. Um, but he's, he's been wow. on some really good sets. Chris, I love your he's, work. Yeah. Um, He's in the group. He does all sorts of um, kind of. Um, his guys. Have you seen his Silver Surfer Black there? By the way, Silver Surfer Black. Yeah, I was keep, looking for keep that. Well, down. I yeah, I went. I saw on. his Ran and Stimpy, and I was like, oh god, that looks awesome. Yeah, I'm seeing his Silver Surfer Black now. That looks oh, great, man. That looks cool. That it? looks great. He even did the hand. That's really cool. <laughs> liking that. See, now I'm looking for the Ren and Stimpy because I can't. Oh, I'm go gonna... down. Keep going down. Yeah, that's what she said. Sorry. 
So nice, nice. <laughs> that was good though. Dude, it was good. Yeah, steam pee toast. Idiot. Bow to toast, man. I you love idiot. Steam pee. You idiot. Oh, so much fun. I loved Brennan's Stimpy. <laughs> Season one was <laughs> yeah. absolutely off its tits. Yeah. And then because the guy who did the voice for Stimpy was John Critchvelusi, who who was the um, classic creator. No, not Stim. Hang on, Ren. Hang on, which one's which? Ren is the Chihuahua. Stimpy's the cat. The guy who did the voice of Ren, the Chihuahua, was the guy who created it. Um, and then oh, I think they gave I didn't him the boot. That. They gave him the boot after series one because he was doing so much. Like it was supposed to be for children, and yet it's properly, properly <laughs> intense. Ren. It's mental. Yeah, it is absolutely yeah. mental. You think South Park was full on? Um, and then yeah, look at these. Some of these APs he's got on there. <laughs> I'm sorry. He does just, great work, man. He's I've always just, done great I've work. Just seen the horse from Ren and Stimpy. No, sir. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, God. I'm, I'm. We might go so ahead. fine. Loads of people have done powdered toast, man, and log from Blamo. Powdered toast, man. Oh, log from. Blamo. <laughs> oh, what comes in pairs rolls down your stairs, runs over your neighbor's dog. It's good for a snack and fits on your back. It's log, log, log. log it's log, log. It's big, it's, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, log. It's better than it's bad, log. it's good. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. I can't believe you remember that. I'm so I impressed. All of that. I used to, I used to. I'm I, so impressed. Uh, anyway, Chris, I might, I might need some Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> a piece from you because these are brilliant i love that um man that's great but that is freaking great loads of really good marvel we should do a renna stimpy podcast i'm in let's do a renna stimpy <laughs> podcast anyway chris i i love it you've done ren and stimpy it's anything anything else is good uh yeah man you killed it but you've done ren and stimpy so um so yeah so go check out his work He's a fine-looking man. He's very talented, and uh, he yeah. does run in Stimpy, so his money is always good here. He's a winner in my book. He's a winner in my book, not a winner, a winner. So a winner. let's talk about uh, the hype train. The hype train. The hype uh, train. With, uh, which is um, happening at the moment. So on an episode that hasn't been released yet, it won't be for a little while, we talked about... Um, the there's a guy I think he's uh, what you call an influencer. The, um, yes, that's right, the Gary V guy. Gary V, right? Yeah. Um, and influencers, I've always, I've always, because we, yeah, we we've done marketing campaigns for stuff I've worked on where where specifically influencers mm. are targeted to, you know, because they've got all the followers to talk about your products and they do kind of you know co-promotion things. And I've often right. wondered, you know, one, how one becomes an influencer, you know, so. I hate to tell you, Ian, but we might actually be. <laughs> Am I an influencer? Oh, I've made it. I've made it. I think we are. Anyway. I, I hate to break it to you, man, but I kind of think we might be a little. Good grief. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> if uh if if any of our artists actually get some work off the back of doing the intros then we know we've, we know we know that's true um but i was um i was thinking about this and he he was posting about what the next uh, overlooked area would would be and um one of the four options there were some quite bizarre options on the list uh one of them was uh, mm. garbage pail kids um, um anyway one of them is marvel cards so um and you know from a point of view of just getting into it and you know kind of speculating i guess 
um, you know, as a lot of sports yes. guys do. You know, there's a whole area of the market, and it's always existed in sports where people flip, where they speculate, where they buy stuff. And, you know, depending on the performance of a player, if you keep a stack of rookie cards from X player, then, you know, and he does really well and meet, and his team wins the Super Bowl, then you're going to be able to sell them for a lot more. So that's very crudely the background behind how that kind of economy works. Functions, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you know, with the boom and, you know, everything going on in cards over the last year or so, maybe a bit longer actually some people have been saying it's been happening on the sports side it's been nutty um you know it's it's crossing over so you get people coming into areas where they hadn't before and we're seeing it with marvel with the price of sealed boxes of marvel universe one marvel universe two marvel universe three from 92 marvel masterpieces 92 seems to be very focused around those kind of four products bizarrely enough um, yeah, I think I think everyone's looking at MM92. They're looking at MM96. They're looking at um, Marvel Universe 1990. The first one. Um, yeah. And maybe 91 as well. But those seem to be, that seems to be the main focus of people who are coming in from the sports side of things. Mm-hmm. And they're buying those sealed boxes. One of two reasons. Um, and I think... Uh, the major thing that that I think people are going to have a hard time with, and this is just again spec, um, is with cards sticking to each other and the gloss yep. and them not being properly stored, and they don't know that because they haven't cracked those boxes like Ian and I have, and like everybody else in our group has, who's been doing this for a long time. Um, those '96 cards, some of them do stick, man. I've seen great openings where they don't. But once you have that stick, no matter what you think has happened, that grade is gone. gone. So a lot of people either do two things. They're either buying seal boxes to hold seal boxes because seal boxes are collectible and sell them as seal boxes, which is my opinion. Like if you're going to get into seal boxes, just keep them sealed. You know what I mean? You don't know what's in them. If you want to open them, if it's an investment thing. If it's too fun to crack them open, then rock, rock it out. Yeah. Ian and I will say that every day. Opening a box of Marvel cards from back in the day when you were a kid as an adult is the coolest feeling in the world. Like it's so much fun. Um, but I think a lot of people also, you know, speaking to Amanda, Amanda, um, some people are buying these sealed boxes to crack them and grade them to grade these cards and and hopes to get a gem intent. And let me say something because I I think it's important because if people do listen to us, I don't want people spending money on things needlessly. And this is my opinion and Ian's opinion, blah, 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 blah. Just because you pull a card from a pack does not mean it is gem intent. No, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not. And I know that sounds absurd. And you're like, well, then what's a 10? I know, I know, I know. I know it sounds really stupid because you would think a card coming straight from a pack would be a 10. It's not, everybody. No, it's really, really not. Trust me. It's really not. Like me personally, all my Silver Surfer Gem Mint 10s, I didn't get them graded. I bought them graded on eBay and I paid the premium for them. And I did because you know what? Because I know the impossible task that's ahead of me. And the the slight chance of getting a 10, you know, or I speak to professionals like Amanda or other people who grade professionally and I, you know, ask for their help because it's, it's, it's a tough little thing to snag in I my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the other thing about that is that some, um, there's a slight tangent on that is that people are holding the sealed boxes to sell to people 
a little bit down the line and make a bit of a profit on that sealed box. And the person buying it might not be a sealed box collector. They might be wanting to themselves break it and then try and, you know, and do that. So effectively, what what people are doing, and there's there's been a fellow who's he's been in, in one of the groups, and every couple of days he posts looking for these five holograms, really sharp corners, good centering. And he keeps posting it to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not sure <laughs> if no one responded two days ago, you're talking to the same audience. I'm not sure if you're going to get, get the It's answer. a flipper. It's a flipper. Basically, yeah, he is. And that's the only reason he's in the community, because he wants to get them. He wants to grade them and then he wants to sell them for a high value because he's got them graded that's absolutely fine if you want to do that i don't have i don't have a problem with it whatsoever if that if that's the route you want to go down but one thing i thought was interesting is that you saw lots of the i think you posted it on your on your instagram feed the um stanley card from that set graded and the values that that is achieving now it's an iconic image oh the the fan the yep. fanfare yep. one the the yep. one yeah the bob one we talked about with um is, was um, bob different. yeah it was bob was telling us about the artist who did that work yeah, yeah. it was stanley's yeah. neighbor who painted it <laughs> that's right yeah yeah for stan and bob yeah. came and got yeah, involved yeah, yeah. in the set uh, set creation and he's, he's he's credited i can't remember his name now. yeah 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 um, Anyway, um, I am hopefully going to see if I can track down and speak to that that young man as well. Uh, oh, that'd be lovely. Because um, I think he would have some interesting stories to tell. But back on back on topic. So that Stan Lee card, that iconic Stan Lee card, engraved, mm-hmm. seems to be seeing a, a bit of a bit of a, a resurgence. Of a yeah, values. that card's always been kind of like looked at as like one of the rare cards from the set. Um, graded and the holograms too because those holograms are infamous for not being centered you know what i mean they're 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 a nightmare so that 1990 set the one um that yeah that those those holograms any hologram is a nightmare to get a 10 on um i know right now they actually have a surfer nine from gmc or whatever that grading company is which you know i don't really know them um they have a nine on there and someone listed it for like two grand Okay, <laughs> thinking they're going to get that, you well, know, absurd well, the, money. But GM, GMC in this country is General Medical Council. But but but. but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the the interesting well one thing that is interesting and there's a lot of speculation about this is that there have been and there are there's a particular listing with marvel masterpieces 96 um which someone flagged and i think very wisely and we have seen some evidence of of um auctions that have ended so people go and look at sold prices and then of course that has been bumped up or it's been bought by either someone operating the same account just to just to give the perception that the prices yeah. are doing that and um, and i'm not sure how widespread that is in, in all honesty so when i look at those but because it plants that seed of doubt in my head i look at the things like those psa cards for um Sorry, PSA is the grading company that, that that Amanda prefers and uses, and so it's the one I automatically go to in terms of my head because I see a lot of her content. Um, yeah, and I've got a couple of PSA cards, and you know I don't have. I think I've got maybe three graded cards, and I think two of them are PSA. And you know, people prefer the different grading companies depending on how they prefer how the cards look. You know, and yeah, how they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Think Personally, I I like PSA because it's the one I've seen the most, and. It's, it would match the rest of my stuff. But, you know, other grading services are available. Beckett, for example. Yeah. Uh, and Beckett looks great. I, Beckett I love Beckett's cool. slabs. Beckett looks cool I really well. do. And, and they look different, you know. So, Huge uh, fan. Um, so, but um, 
anyway, um, but because of the fact that those companies have a massive backlog, much like everyone else at the moment, because of because um, of a the boom in in cards over the last uh, year eighteen months, and b because of COVID. Yeah, you know. So you know, it takes a while. So if you're going to send stuff off now, there's quite a long wait to get stuff. Like six months. Seen. It's an insane and amount of wait. More. Yeah, and it was long before, but yeah. yeah, six to eight months is what they're telling people. So that's unless the kind you do the express thing yeah. or whatever. So that's the kind of thing. So basically, it's it's all about people getting them graded, which seems to be the the mm-hmm. factor. Either leaving it sealed or busting it in the hope of pulling really clean centered cards because as you say it's not a guarantee no it's really not and i've been i've been on that end of like opening packs of cards that were kept really nice so no sticking you know good or air conditioning rooms and all that stuff and you just don't know you know what i mean you have it's a factory that's doing this stuff you know what i mean and it you know i understand people's aggression towards grading i do i get that you know it's just for a different type of collector man if you're the type of collector you know forget about yeah it really i mean i get it you know just in terms of grading whether or not it adds value or not people are really um i mean i think here's here's here see i think you think i'm talking i'm not talking no i'm not talking i'm so sorry no, I wasn't talking. My mouth wasn't moving. <laughs> I, so the my internet, I guess your or my internet connection kind of slowed down. So it sounded like you were talking. I didn't want to jump over you, obviously. <laughs> but okay, so my thing is 100%, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to stick by it too. 100% grading your cards as adds value to them, period. Not not your value, not the value of the collector, not the value of whatever. That's worth to the monetary, mm. right? Money value. If you're reselling your cards and you have a gem mint ten as opposed to a raw card, mm-hmm. I 100% know for a fact that the gem mint card will always sell more than the raw. Always, unless yeah. the signature is weird or wonky or they don't trust that grade. Yeah, but. A graded 10 is always going to sell more than a raw card. That's just nature. That's just what it is. But it doesn't have to add value to your collection. It just depends what kind of collector you are. You know what I mean? Ian and I are very different collectors. As much as we are similar, we are very different, right? I would prefer to have a Gem Mint 10 collection. Ian would prefer to have all of his sets that he's personally curated over the years and that's the journey and and the 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 significance of his collection you know what i mean it's thorough it's by his hands it's that kind of collection you know what i mean and that's phenomenal there's nothing less or more by either collection Mm -hmm. so i think that's what happens i think when you tell people hey you know your collection is not worth anything unless it's graded yeah man if you're telling someone the collection they've been putting together that's important to them is not worth anything because you want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on something yeah <laughs> you know i mean why wouldn't that be polarizing i mean that seems kind of ridiculous to say regardless yeah i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me that seems to be the argument i see a lot in our group and other groups yeah unfortunately i think there's a bit of a bleed over from comics as well because there's a lot of um oh, yeah. even more so i mean the number of um, i'm not so much in 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 them now i'm still members of them but i don't see the stuff but the number of comic groups posts i've seen that have turned into dumpster fires very quickly where someone has posted something about grading and 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 people have just piled in because in comics i mean i get it with comics because you know 
if you're sealing it, you can no longer read it. And I get yeah, you know, that I get preservation aspect to it, and I yeah. think that preservation aspect is the main thing that carries through uh, for cards, because if you're preserving it, then it cannot deteriorate anymore. The corners can't get bent, especially with a small card. Uh, the paper won't age. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's an autograph card, it seals it. It's you know, it chances are it would have been authenticated in the process, because you know they were recognised. Um, um, actor signatures that have appeared on cards, whether be they on stick or be they actually on the card. Yeah. Um, so you know, I get from a point of view if you've got an if you've got a card that is, for example, a Robert Downey Jr., which ungraded is still worth thousands. Yeah, you'd want very to, grade it to preserve that. And grading itself might add a little bit of extra value to that, but that in itself has, has an intrinsic value. So you know, you're preserving it and you're keeping yeah. it in the condition uh, which would would um it it would be um the the weird aspect of it i get is when you're looking at the stan lee card from that set which by the way was produced in hundreds of thousands of them there are hundreds of thousands of them out there for the 1990 the 1990 face one yeah um and maybe it's just because it is an iconic image and because it's stan yeah um that it that it, it it has that appeal and so then if you grade it it kind of it you know even if someone else doesn't own any of the other cards in the set a comic collector will get that stand and put it on his display with his graded comic books so i guess that's the other aspect to it you know you're able yeah and i think take that card and sell it to a different market Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> poor Ian. My internet, or I forget. I don't know whose internet is being slow, but poor Ian keeps stop talking. I'm, like, Do I talk I'm so sorry. Do I wait? It's, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I, I see your beautiful hands, though. I mean, your interpretive dance of what you were saying was very on point. It was good. But um, I do think you're at, No, you're absolutely right, though. But that's what people are doing with these graded cards, right? They are ne- playing next to them. They're putting them next to their statues. They're putting them into the displays. They have their one-off, you know? And I do think that's what adds value. Um, looking at 90s cards, the way of the future for me, for me, and this is, again, spec. This doesn't have... This is not truth. This is just based on what I know. Mm-hmm. 90 cards being graded at 10 is the future is how those 90 cards are getting actual value. Yes. You know what I mean? That's it because they've been, they were overproduced. They're massive. You know, people who are buying boxes, people who are buying Marvel masterpieces, 92 boxes for $500 a box. You're going to have a rude awakening, man, because those boxes are plenty. Um, and people are hoarding that shit and they will sell them. And they are just letting people buy them for expensive amount. Um, But that Stan Lee thing, it's considered a rookie card because it's his first card appearance, you know, all this kind of stuff that people say to give it value. Um, You like it, you get it. And that's it. You know what I mean? But those 90 cards in terms of adding value, you know, I have a friend on Instagram, um, Turkey birdie. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to say his real name. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. I know of him. Um, I don't know who, he, who what his real name is. I don't even know if he's in our group, but I don't think he's in our group. I think he's only like he's like a sports guy, but he's been doing Marvel for a long time. I've known him for a while now. Yeah. And he does a full MM96 Gem in 10 set, missing oh. like 
12 cards. Like the guy has been working on that forever and he's killing it. Um, but you know, he, he saw very early in the market, how sports was working and sports cards, man, it's kind of like MTG, right? When people came in from the magic world, they were buying Dave's paintings at two, three thousand, six thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars. Ian and I were both like, "Well, I'm out." You know what I mean? Not because it's like expensive, just because we're out. Um, but the MTG guys came in because they were dropping fifteen k for a magic painting. Like that's the competition they're normally dealing with. Mm-hmm. So when they came into just our world and they saw those paintings, spend. they were like, yeah. well, this is baller. I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity to own a Palumbo piece. And they went ham, you know, and, and, and congrats and smart move doing that, you know, grabbing them when you grabbed them, but they just play at a different level. But I, that's the thing we're seeing with the sports guys and, and women, they play at different levels. So when they're coming into the Marvel game, we're thinking, shit, people are just dropping money on this stuff. This is the boom. Yeah. But I honestly think part of it too is the audience is growing. Yeah. And the people who are coming in are very much dealing with a very different price point. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with $100,000 cards, mm-hmm. $30,000 cards, $50,000 cards, mm-hmm. you know, serious, serious game that doesn't exist in the Marvel world at that level. No, and the only aspect of it that where it does exist is the MCU, because of the yeah exactly outside of um, outside of cards. So, um, I think it's, I think it's very interesting. It, what I ultimately everyone collects in different ways. I I have a bit of an issue with yes. with a collector who might collect to um, because they want to invest or speculate pointing at the way that collectors who don't have an interest in doing that, you know, I collect, you know, from, for me personally, I collect what I like. It's nice if it holds the value that I might have bought it for. Um, but it, that's not a motivating factor to me in any way, shape, size or form. You know, I, right. you know, I'm collecting Marvel anime because I love the set. I'm not collecting the whole set. I've chosen elements of it that I'll collect. And, you know, once I get to that point, I'll be, I'll be happy and I'll move on to the next. I know what my set goals are for Marvel annual. I know what yeah. my set goals are for um, uh, Masterpieces 2020. You know, I'll be chipping away at those for for quite a while, and, and that is the the joy I find in collecting. You know, I I don't I'm not a collector who um, d- you know does it for financial gain. You know, ha- happy owning and 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 having that collection gives me enormous happiness and satisfaction. And that's ultimately the type of collector that I am. Um, so, but there are other collectors yeah. where they that well. Well, they, they might be collectors in that they're acquiring them, but they're not collecting them for the same reason, if you see what I mean. They'll, they'll be collecting them because they want to uh, resell them or acquire a load of them and then maybe, you know, release the value in them at some future point. It's never a good podcast when you can't hear what I'm saying, is it, dear? No, no, it's not. No. My internet connection's unstable again, isn't it? Yeah, my bloody internet connection. I don't know. You can't take your bloody internet connection. My bloody internet connection. You're gonna, you're gonna tie it. To, <laughs> you're gonna tie it to the back of a bus, and you're gonna give it a swift kick and say, "Go on, get down the dog and duck, and have a swift, have a, have a pint, have a pint, a packet of pork scratchings. Come back here and do your job, internet connection." <sighs> You told it. I've got no idea. I've, it'll probably break up again. We're having a fantastic conversation, but for the, but for the fact that when I get on one, you can't hear We are. But it's, it, 
<laughs> yeah, it's just me though, so don't worry about it. As long as it's recording on your end, then everybody else will be able to record. enjoy. Yeah, I know, but but the whole idea perfect. is that you hear what I'm saying. So I know that's true. Off it. I, know. Um, I feel bad. Um, so no, I feel bad. Uh, all, it's not something no, we can help. All, yeah, all I'm saying is, is different collectors uh, collect in different ways, and where I, where I ended up, where I think you lost me, is the fact that some collectors are. are they collect to acquire multiples of things that they can hold and then release the resale value of that once it either gets graded or once the market moves up, you know, in the same yeah. way you'd buy any commodity and then, you know, buy low, sell high, you know, it's that whole right. market consumerism, not consumerism. Um, what's the word? It's a strategy, right? It's an economic strategy. It is. For it is. But there's a, there's a, you know, it's just there's the ability to invest and flip. Yeah. There's, 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 anyway, and you know, if, and if if you're doing that, and cards happens to be the thing you do it for, then absolutely fine. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but well, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not sure that just because you're one, it means that the other is wrong. And that that is what I've seen creeping in a lot. And I think I I think I think we've got to be really careful with that because as a community, as a hobby, it's just going to be. Um, it's just going to be like those multiplayer online games of Halo where you're just trying to shoot at the other people all the time. You know, there's all trying. I think for me, no, you're absolutely right though. I don't think, look, in, in any hobby, you should never tell someone else how to collect. I think that automatically ruins the hobby, right? Because it ruins the passion for the group and it ruins the ability for everybody to have a good time and feel like, you know, everyone's rooting for them, which I think is so important in a hobby. Like, I love that. Like when people post stuff and everyone's, ah, oh, great card. Or, you know what I mean? I always go out of my way to like people's posts when they yeah. share things, yeah. even if it's not my thing, because I'm like, you know what, man, I'm so glad that that thing makes you happy because yeah. that's cool. Cause the world is hard enough as it is, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. it is, it really is. So, you know, and for me, I think the big problem with that, with people who talk that way when they invest in something is that the only way for their investment to actually come to fruition is if everyone else jumps on board. And this is where I'm back to the influencer. Cause the thing is the thing that I find, and this is, this is, this isn't me having a, having a, having a shot at Gary V. I, I know very little about him. I'm, I'm sure he's a, he's a lovely chap, but it's, it's over the way that, that things work now where someone goes look over here quick buy orange juice and they go and buy orange juice and flock and then someone shouts over there no 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 buy pork belly and they go and you know i'm, I'm going back to the whole trading places thing at the end of that movie but it, it's it's like <laughs> just because just because someone says okay yeah everyone and everyone flocks over there and buys that it kind of yeah it kind of burns and then they flock somewhere else so you know who's to say that this isn't going to be okay that marvel gets his you know, gets a bit of a burn on that front and then and then people move on to a different sphere. Or it could it will. Be, it could be a complete evolution of how people perceive Marvel cards. Look, in my opinion, Marvel cards Marvel cards are leaving the price point they once were. That's a fact. They're not going to be there anymore. You know what I mean? I honestly I don't see how we can ever go back down. I thought it was going to go back down with MM sixteen. Remember how fast that jumped in oh, price yeah. and how yeah, crazy? Yeah. I kept saying, I was like, you know what? There's no way a car can sustain a four hundred dollar price point. Nailed it. We're influencers. Episode fifty, baby. What <laughs> happened since then? <laughs> no, but like I guess what I'm saying is that like 
here's the thing, right? And it comes back to what we always say. If we, yeah, yeah. which I don't think we are influencers, but if we are, I hope we're influencing fun and a nice space, not just telling people what to collect and what's no, going to be an no, investment. And that, and, and you know, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, you know, for me, you know, I'm a little different than Ian. I don't like to, how can I say this? Well, sounding like a poser. I don't want to get into something that doesn't increase in value because what ends up happening for me is that I grab it and I really like it. And then I spend the money that I normally spend on something I really, really like, but of course it's something that's really, really expensive. So then I can't fund my hobby anymore because I've decided to collect all this other stuff that I really liked. Like I love anime. Look, do I wish I can collect every card from anime and have a full master set? Yeah. I'd love to have an archive set. That for me sounds like a lot of fun, but at the same time, if I put all my eggs in that basket and then something comes along that I really want, I can't play the game. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. Cause that's me. That, yeah, and exactly, and you're uh, you know similar to me, and that you've only got finite resources. Right, exactly. The right, right, right. I get is that I try and chase everything on those finite resources, whereas you're much more focused. But but yeah, that's not not right. It's not just, wrong. It's and just, Ian will you know Ian will complete a set over years. I just don't have it in me like that. He's very committed. You know what I mean? And and other people are like that. You just have to look, man. Like anything else in life, right? Once you know yourself. And you kind of get a vibe for what you like and what you're into. You just follow that, man. You can't go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. and you know, the one thing I will uh, kind of, you know, to, to kind of sum up on this one, you know, yes, like I said, you know, there are different people in different areas of the hobby and they're in it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely fine. You know, no one's going to take anyone to court because they've got a, um, uh, collecting uh, avenue that someone else disagrees with no matter how many times i see <laughs> you know almost that kind of level of of of, of aggression at times yes between, persecution between, yeah yeah because it's just yeah. not fair so the one thing i will say is that the internet is the internet is a great thing we wouldn't be talking now if it weren't for my dodgy an internet connection uh but apart from that we wouldn't be talking now <laughs> if it wasn't for the internet you know we wouldn't have this group we wouldn't do this podcast you know it exists but no. downside of the, about the internet and um there was a wonderful thing is that people say an awful lot of stuff without any fear of getting a smack in the mouth so the one thing i will say about the internet and and this is if anything the last four years have proven is that be kind yeah you know just don't just because you can say something don't don't say yeah, something man. and and oh it boils down to a wonderful meme that i saw and i'm going to say this and i will bleep this we've got quite a few bleeps this episode Everyone is dealing with their own problem. <laughs> Try not to be a <laughs> is what it boils down to. It's true, man. It is true. It's true. It's yeah. true. Like, and why do you want to be that part of the day? I mean, I know some people don't like all this, you know, talk or whatever. I don't really care what they think. But like for me, it's I don't want to be someone else's like aggression for the day. I know. I don't. I know. I just don't. I really don't want to be that person, man. I don't want to add that to someone else's already hard life. And I don't know. And so the thing person, is, yeah. with this, with but this I do of, think it's fun to smack. Yeah. With with this with this kind of current, you know, I think it's of, fun. Yeah, with the current thing going on, and with all this hype and all that sort of stuff, it's absolutely fine if you're not into it. Absolutely fine. If yeah. You're not. Absolutely don't be fine if you are. 
And I'm sure someone's sitting going, well, I don't need your permission. I'm, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Right. No, it's not at all. No. You know, what, I'm, what I'm effectively saying is, you know, different strokes, different folks, collect how you like. And if, if that's the way the hobby's going, that's the way the hobby's going. It's absolutely fine. You know, I'll still collect for the yeah. reasons I collect. You still collect for the reasons you collect. Um, mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that the other collector is wrong. I agree. That they're being left behind. Doesn't mean that if you're not on board, then your history. Yeah, yeah. Collecting in a different way. And, you know, I do think, and those are beautiful words, you know, a great way to kind of get out of here and, and get away from the conversation. But, you know, really quickly, if you are a person who likes to buy cards cheaply um, because you are doing massive sets and you are collecting a lot of cards, you know, the reason you're probably finding it hard is because while everyone's on one thing in the group and people are posting, it's because it just released and it's going to be at the highest price possible. Yeah. Trust me, wait five, six months, man, or wait one more month. Go to Compsy or eBay and you're going to see all those anime cards for 50 to 25 cents a card and just go and just put them in your shopping cart. You'll have the whole set for under hundred bucks. I guarantee it. You know what I mean? I, I, I promise you that that will happen just because of the amount of products for chases and inserts and all that stuff. And Ian, I have played that game too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Don't, you know, enjoy what people are showing and then just wait five or six months and you'll have your thing for the price you wanted. To, you have it just like you had it in the nineties when Marvel cards were first released. You know, it, it, there's a way to balance it out where you don't feel like you're being absolutely inched out and you're being where you're being yeah it's not i know i know you always roll don't, your eyes you roll don't your do eyes this. Do this don't do this ian ian <laughs> ian don't do it i see please where please. are your hands ian? i want to show where you are your hands i know you want to show me hands. i want to show you no i want to show you something ian? it just so happens there has to be an audio bit of course it does of well, course i can't does, get ian. into it otherwise. no you know what you son of a Oh God, please just do me. it. Please let me. Just do it. Just do it. Thank you. There we go. Right. And oh I my God, that's going to haunt my dreams. Really? How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm just being funny. I love it. Right. Where is it? Where is it? I've acquired something else. I've acquired something else. I, I swear to God, it. it better be in there. No, it is in there. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I've got to open the other case, which means repeating the noise. Um, I found this. It is a French um, sticker set. Oh, and it's 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 very recent, um, last couple of years, and it's mm -hmm. smaller than trading card size because I've got it in a in a any sleeve. Oh wow! Oh, that's a really cool one. And it's actually no, it's not a sticker. I think it's some because it's, it's card. If you look, so it's Marvel. Um, it's a French one. Lens on heroes. How do yeah. you say that in French? How good is uh, your French? Mine's, I don't know. On heroes. Um, uh, I, 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 we're actually learning French um, again. Oh, that's nice. We're, we've gone back into it. I did it at school years ago. Um, mm. But we're learning French because, um, uh, yeah, we, well, partly because we want to move to Canada. Anyway, um, I can't believe I just said that aloud on a public podcast because we haven't told anyone yet. But anyway, <laughs> but there's Black Cat. You can believe it out. Yeah, we that's can, really cool. Yeah, there's Black Cat from uh from the whatever the where this set is so it's like it's like one of those crazy rabbit hole things i saw it and i was like it's like two euros plus two euros to ship it i'm just gonna have it that's nice yeah 
So yeah, so yeah. those foreign things, man. Those those are hell. Those are <laughs> you know you've been in the game for a long time when you start to diving into the foreign yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I've still got an awful lot of regular stuff to get um, as well. So um, yeah. so that's my that's going to be on my on my goal for this year. Um, this has been an absolute pile of fun i've got no idea when this episode will drop or who's on next week's episode or even on who was on last week's episode as you hear this but what i will say people is as always at the mcc pod on facebook twitter and instagram um, you can leave us a voicemail um, at anchor dot fm forward slash messages if you wish to i know it's not everyone's cup of tea i always forget to say that and um, we don't get many if any <laughs> but you can, do it. you can do it if you want to um so much like the answer phones of old um and it really really helps us out if you go to itunes or facebook uh or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review uh, really helps us out um if you if you dig the show yeah it really does the show then well leave us a review if you want to but we'd rather you only left us a review if you really like it <laughs> for obvious reasons for obvious reasons um and that's about it really um i was going to talk about all the stuff that travis told us um from upper deck but i guess we'll do that another show because we kind of spent ages in a galaxy you know Far, far we could away. do a oh we did nice galaxy far far away we can go ahead and do a um collector's round table and talk about travis stuff see what people are into yeah that i think so that fun. might be kind of fun yeah that uh, might be kind of fun an enormous amount of fun actually something different have um, some old guests on have a little round table i think so yeah let's, let's try and do it if we can figure out that live thing again without killing each other then <laughs> well i think well i think we can get um stream because Donald has StreamYard, so we can do that. Oh. And we can record yes. it and do it live. That might be a not bad idea. Maybe right. it'll help us out. We'll see how we go, folks. All right. Thanks yep. for listening, everybody. Norin. Thank you, everybody. You and enjoy gorgeous. collecting. <gasps> Damn it. I, I went too freaking early. Son of a... I'm okay. Thank you. You've been gorgeous. Mother... Son of a... Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.